All right. Hey, guys, welcome back. You know who this is. Well, if you don't, this is your host, Selwyn Robbins for the Mandated Podcast Show here where we talk about the subjects for men, where we can just let our hair loose, uh, if you have any, and just talk about subjects that um, affect us good or bad or indifferent, but whatever it is, let's uh, speak to it so that we can help one another. Guys, it's always a pleasure, as I say, to speak to you. Um, always excited and ready to uh, get into a subject today, which we've been speaking about. But before any of that, I want to ask you, how have you been doing? And more importantly, what are you planning to do? What is it that you're looking to gain right now here within this week, the next few weeks, month, couple of months, even by the end of the year? I just want to um, encourage you by saying that so that you have something percolating that has been percolating in your mind so that you can get it out of your head and onto the paper. And if it's already on the paper, let's get it off the paper and into action. Um, I, and I say that specifically because I heard a minister um, speak this maybe about two weeks ago um, on a men's uh, Bible study night. And it was a very powerful uh, word to hear that is he wasn't necessarily speaking about procrastination, but what I took away from it is that we're losing ground or and or time because we're not uh, taking the initiative to move on the idea that we have for various reasons. You know, many of us may just not have the confidence um, to move forward. Some of us may not have the resources or the knowledge base, maybe even the wisdom. But, you know, I, I will say this and this is I'm I'm. Ugh, I'm, this is something I am working on myself is to not just put it down on paper, but now start speaking it into the atmosphere as well and um, reaching key people. Their, um, their ideas that I have right now, which um, are really stirring my spirit and I'm reaching out now to individuals that are already doing that work or have the connections, the teachings um, that will help me move this for this idea forward. So guys, if there's something you're looking to do, an avenue you're looking to get into, something that you need, please, uh, you can only hold it in your mind so long. You can only write it down on paper so many times. Uh, you can revise it as much as you want, whether it's a pen or pencil, uh, mark it out, erase it, but nonetheless, it has to get off of that paper and put it into a 3D uh, lens, meaning you are building it. You can see it happening. And when you see that happening, please don't lose hope that it's not moving fast enough. Um, it may not be looking the way you want it. Come on, come on, guys. Build it, build it, build it. We need you, we need you. So quick update on me. Uh, this week, my youngest granddaughter, Miss Amaya, she'll be celebrating her first birthday, which will be on September 1st. And it's going to be so awesome. My uh, son, daughter-in-law, and of course, Miss Amaya, they'll be down here um, celebrating that joyous occasion. Such a beautiful young lady. Can't wait for her to form uh, formulate those words and start running and, you know, swear Papa can uh, spend some time with her, but it's all great. Uh, additionally, you know, um, you know, for my wife and I, we have been in constant prayer about what it is that God wants us to do and what he wants to do through us. I'll say it that way. And it's manifesting. It's beginning to manifest. And, you know, um, 
wow, it manifested so much the other day that when uh, my wife and I, I sat down and talked about it, I felt such anxiety and I felt such a heavy burden on me. And then I finally said, it's like, Lord, is you're doing this? You know, not as in doubting him, but as in I'm actually seeing it happen. And, um, you know, the Bible says for us to not be anxious for anything, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our request be known unto God. Right. And that had to come to me after I realized I had the anxiety in a wrong in uh, in a fashion that may have held me back from moving any forward, moving forward. Uh, but I thank God for my wife that I had a place to speak to her about that immediately. And she was able to encourage me that, you know what? Hey, this is what we've been praying for. It's happening. Let's uh, start going. Right. Which we've already been kind of working in that vein. But, um, you know, we're moving forward with it. So it's awesome. Whew, it, it, it is awesome. So um, guys, if there's something that you've been anxious about, please look at that scripture and find peace, find peace above anxiety, because anxiety is somewhat of a form of fear and it keeps you stagnant, if not frozen from what you're supposed to be doing, who you're supposed to speak to or places you're supposed to go. Rest in God and knowing that if he said that he will do it, he will do it because his word does not return void, meaning if he is spoken it into life, if he has spoken it to you, it will happen. Uh, just, I'll tell you, you know, just from Jesus, you know, just from uh, the birth of his cousin, um, John, you know, he spoke to the parents to let them know that they will have a child and it will be a miraculous thing. And, you know, just these two women, um, Mary and John's mother, Elizabeth, those words to resonate with their spirit and then to see it actually happen. Can you imagine how much how much anxiety they had to face and go through um, knowing that they received such a powerful word upon their lives? But nonetheless, after that time, they had to rest and trust and believe in God and what he had said and what he had given them was going to be such a great thing, not just for them, but for the whole world. So gentlemen, hey, we're going to do this. All right. When we come back, we're going to get back into the topic of vulnerability, but from a different perspective. All right, guys, we'll be right back. All right, guys. So the last time we spoke, I opened up with a new topic and that was entitled vulnerable or being vulnerable. And, you know, as we diving into these words that are somewhat um, contrary to what we expect manhood to be, it's very important on how we build manhood. You know, this world, the society, families, friends, experiences, jobs, you know, they all have a, for lack of a better word, an idea of what manhood is supposed to be like. And normally it's what we would see on TV, right? Um, I grew up in an age where I saw nothing for the most part of strong men um, on TV, you know, from the sitcoms watching um, the the Evans family, Good Times with James Evans. I think one of the strongest actors, one of the strongest uh, father figure roles to be on TV. Um, 
I also saw, uh, well, who would I say? John Wayne, a strong man. That's what he portrayed. That's how he spoke, matter of fact. That's how he walked. He didn't take any mess from anybody, man or a woman. You know, when he set the the law down, that was the law. Then you had other family men like Archie Bunker. You had, uh, what was the show called Eight is Enough? You know, a family of eight children, um, which, you know, it was cool. You know, to me, that's what was on TV at the time. You saw macho-ness when it came to um, shows like Fall Guy with Lee Majors, um, I, even black exploitation movies such as uh, Shaft, um, the Wayan Brothers, you know, to some degree. You know, it's so many different genres you could look at to help give you an idea of what manhood is supposed to be like. But that's only a portion of it. You know, it's dealing with what we see or have seen really deals with that false portrayal of a man always having to be strong, um, not showing any weakness, not showing any signs of breaking down. Um, and, you know, that has became a very unhealthy way for us as men to be raised uh, by other men or raising ourselves. And I say raising ourselves is that you know, from my personal experience, my father was only home at home for so long until he and my mother divorced. And, you know, my mother finally remarried and thank God they've been married for over 32 plus years, probably almost 35. Um, so I've at least seen a steady father figure. But when I went out on my own, I had to learn all of that stuff for the most part on my own. Right. And so that's why I say a man sometimes has to raise himself or discipline himself. Uh, for me, I think it was a great uh, decision to go to the military because I needed that sternness. You know, it was a bit silly to me because I'm like, you don't have to yell at me to get me to do something. Just ask me, right? Um, but, you know, the whole mindset of going to the military was getting you out of the old mindset of when you were living with your parents, when you were going to school, hanging around with your buddies and come into a disciplined mindset so that we can save lives. That was the ultimate goal, saving lives, protecting your country. And even in that, you couldn't show any kind of sign of weakness because honestly, if you were weak, you, um, you were either dropped, had to go back into rotation. I'm not sure what um, different disciplinary actions were enforced in um, the various branches of service, but everybody had uh, some form of how do I say, dealing with those that were weak. And this is both men and women, right? Um, so, you know, just about everything that we go through in life says that we have to be strong. You can't afford to be weak. Well, that's where vulnerability comes in um, just as well, because it doesn't just say you're weak or it's not not that you actually are weak, but that's the perception of being vulnerable says that you're weak. But it also says something else. And I want to come from it uh, in this perspective. You know, when a child or when a parent is asking a child what's wrong, if the child when the child is hurt, when they're crying, if they're sad and quiet, not responding, you know, the natural um, question from the parent is what is wrong? And 
many times that child cannot articulate what's going on with them. They know something is wrong, right? Because they have an emotion to it. Um, but yet they still can't really put language to their emotions. And when they do, this is where we're going to go today with this reply. What they do say, if they can say anything at all at the time is, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Hmm. Guys, how many times have you been asked that question and you really are not able to say? You know there's something affecting you. Whether there's a joy, you don't know where, you may not even know where it came from, but on the other side of that, when you're going through a grieving period, when you're crying, when you're hurting, um, when you're just stumped, not knowing exactly what direction you have to, uh, what direction you need to go, um, your reply is, I don't know. And when we're saying, I don't know, and this just came to me, it's almost like we're throwing up a white flag in a surrender, right? It's like, look, I'm at my wit's end. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know who to speak to. I don't know where to go. Most of the time, I don't even know what to think. But it all relates to I don't know. And I have to say this, you know, it's hard to just come out and say that because guess what? As guys, as men, as fathers, as husbands, as friends, when people come to us for their their answers and we say we don't know, it's almost like we can't afford to be in that position of not knowing, right? Because we are looked upon as the one to have the answer. Now that is to some degree true at the same time, false. Because we can't know everything. We can't say everything. We can't do everything. It's just not humanly possible. But what is possible is for us to, and I'm going to say this <laughs> in a funny way, probably in a Star Wars um, Yoda type way, is check your inner feelings, Luke. Right? Okay, I know that's Cordy, but that's, that's the kind of live I, life I live. Uh, but it is true. You have to check your feelings in order to express what it is going on with you. And it's vital, especially in a household, you know, of course, you know, being married or and or having children with you. Um, everybody's looking toward us so we can provide the solution and I, I want to say importantly for children, um, coming to dad and us saying we don't know and just leaving it like that leaves them in the same position. When if we're checking our feelings, if we're truly checking our feelings, examining ourselves, the Bible tells us that. So let a man examine himself. We can then start dissecting those very things that are affecting us at that very moment or have been uh, affecting us for a long period of time. And we've just come to a point now where we actually have to deal with it. You know, it's it's almost like a habit that's being passed down. You know, if you think about it um, now, what? It, let's say you come home every day and 
you you get changed, you get comfortable, you get something to eat, and then you may sit down in front of the TV. That's a that's what you, something you may consider as an everyday routine, ritual, habit, or whatnot. But stop and think about it. Where did that actually come from? Is it something that you just began doing yourself, or is it something that you're emulating from someone else? Was it your mom and dad doing that same routine every day after work, and you you picked up on the same habit? Or was this a way of um, dealing with the day's end? So let's go back to this. Let a man, so let a man examine, examine himself. Um, when we're checking our inner feelings, it's no problem to find where we get joy, where we get excitement, um, you know, anything that may be on that nature. But when it deals with the emotions that are contrary to being a great man, we tend to slow down. Why is it that I tend to get very emotional at this time of day or excuse me, around this particular person? Why is it that I tend to uh, cry? I'm going to say it just simply. Why is it that I tend to cry um, when I, I hear a certain song? You know, what is it? Why is that emotion being evoked in me? Guys, you know, I'll just tell you personally, I have to constantly be in check with my emotions um, as well. It's not every day, but, you know, enough to say, okay, this is why I'm feeling this. You know, uh, so for instance, I love to go into work. I love to, I would say just like anybody, you know, love to enjoy the day, enjoy my coworkers. For the most part, I can enjoy all of my coworkers. There are a lot of laughs that I get at work, but I have to say at times there was this one individual that when I was around them, my whole continence changed, right? And I had to say, I don't know. I didn't know why that was. And I could see, you know, there wasn't much interaction there. It was almost non-existent in a way, almost dismissive to a degree. And that bothered me. And, you know, I this is what I had to do to resolve it. I had to first be courageous enough to recognize it. And you may say, well, why do you need to be courageous to recognize it? The reason I say that is because courage allows you to open your eyes to something that's greater than you. Um, so I had to be courageous enough to recognize it. I also had to be courageous enough that once I recognized it, I needed to address it. Why? Because it was taking me out of my character. I don't want to be in that place of saying I don't know and not exploring why so that I can no longer feel that way. So I had to be courageous in uh, seeing it. I had to be courageous in addressing it. Then once I addressed it, then I had to implement what I, I just have to say the Bible says is the love of Jesus Christ. You know, the greatest commandment is said to be uh, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body. And the second is like the first, uh, love thy neighbor as yourself, right? And I had to understand more about loving me so that I can even love my neighbor who really didn't like me. Uh, I'm going to say that again. There are many times you're around individuals, men and women in situations that are not conducive to your character. And your character may not necessarily be right anyway, but still, it's what makes you. So in this vulnerability state of saying, I don't know, how can we grow 
to a level of understanding what it is that we didn't know. Now that you have the information of what it is that's affecting you, how do you then deal with it? For me, yes, it's it has to be practical and spiritual. First, it has to be spiritual because uh, if I try to handle it practically as in my flesh or by myself first, I'm going to do it in the incorrect manner. I'm probably going to uh, um, approach it from my emotions rather than approaching it from my spirit. So I check in with the spirit first to get me in the right mind frame and uh, heart frame just as well. Uh, so then I can deal with that statement at hand. And, you know, I, I say this from personal experience as well, um, that I don't know. I found in my past, there were many times that I said I didn't know when I was approached for a solution or thoughts about a certain situation. And, you know, fellas, I have to tell you, over a certain amount of time, when people hear that, they're gonna tend to make their own decisions afterwards, right? It's like, well, he never has an answer. Well, let me just figure one out for myself. Why do you need to go to the boss when all he's going to do is, I don't know, you figure it out. That's kind of what everybody else may think. It's like, well, they're not going to have the answer. Let's figure it out on our own and we'll go from there. Fellas, that's not the right way to build you and or other people. And let me, and I do want to say this right now. It's okay to say that you don't know. What's not okay is to leave it that way. You can say, look, I don't know what's going on with me right now, but I want to find out what it is. I don't know what's going to happen with this situation, but let's walk it through together. I don't know exactly where we're going to get the finances for the rent this month, but let's put our heads together and see what we can do in regards to creating income um, and, re and or reaching out to individuals or whatnot that may be able to help. I don't know. It's not, it's not bad unless you decide to just leave it that way. And fellas, I just want to leave you with this food of thought. Uh, when we say, I don't know, we don't know. It's still an opportunity to grow. We can't afford to stay in that pattern of failing by just leaving that statement hanging there because when we leave it hanging there, that low hanging fruit is gonna be picked up by somebody else. Someone else is gonna then eat that seed, that fruit and pass it on. Meaning when you leave it undone, someone else is gonna leave it undone possibly. And what you're doing is creating a cycle. So let's break that cycle of I don't know and start really dealing with the emotions so that we can become better. Guys, this is all part of manhood, which has no age on it. And I, I just wanna encourage you to explore your emotions. Uh, this week or this past week, I just purchased a journal um, from a young brother here. I wanna say he's in the Dallas Metroplex, uh, Jay Barnett. He actually, if I'm correct, used to play in the NFL for a short period of time, uh, but now has created this prayer journal uh, that is called Just Heal, Bro just healed bro which you can find it on amazon and i'm looking ready to or excuse me i am ready to get engaged into this journal so that i can start speaking or excuse me writing out those things that are on my mind and this is good or bad guys but um journaling is a form of express expressing what's going on what's happening what are you looking forward to you know all, all of those things it's an honest uh daily reminder 
of how we're moving forward in life. So I just want to um, empower you to move forward in life by finding the answer to I don't know. All right, guys, this is a short one today, but I hope that it was impactful for you to just uh, think about no longer sticking with the I don't know, but now finding the answer. Once again, guys, Selwyn Robbins, your host for the Mandated Podcast Show. Once again, I always pray this is a word that uh, resonates with you, and I pray that it is a blessing. And as I leave today, I want to pray with you real quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the man and or woman that is listening to this very word today. I hope that it resonates with their spirit and evokes a move upon their life to no longer stay in the I don't know phase, but now move into the answer and solution. Let's find a solution phase, Lord. Father, you've given them the resources for this, but help them to open their eyes by being courageous to come to you for the source. And Lord, if they uh, do not know you and your son, Jesus Christ, and your comforter, the Holy Spirit, speak to their heart to become saved today, that they may find revelation in who you are in their life. And you have told us just as uh, we abide in you, you will abide in us, Lord. So we ask you to dwell among them today. Lord, we bless you. Continue to keep us, continue to rejoice over us, and continue to send your love toward us. We thank you in the name of Jesus. All right, guys, once again, it's a beautiful day. Make it happen.